0: What's up, guys? This is Court. It's Ju- uh, June 27th, 2020. Wow, I'm a fumble with my words today, fellas. Um, I'm Austin, he's Chandler, and we're gonna talk uh, AFC North this weekend. Get into that, but other than that, how's your weekend, Chandler?
1: It was pretty good. Um, I was telling you about those two rims I had on my Nissan Sentra. Um, they were bent. I'm not sure how it happened, but it was my fault, apparently. So- Did you hit a curb? Would, I don't know. I think it was. Did Snap hit a curb in your car? It, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's maybe when I went camping, but I'm not sure. I didn't even notice it until we took it our mechanic. I but thought I was to do it. I know, right? Anyways, so we went, found some junkyard, which was really cool because I was up to my limit. I was ready to about to go to a tire shop. And she's like, "Here's seventy five dollars for your cheapest rims. I need two of them." And I'm getting ready to sell this car, so I didn't really want to pay for these expensive ones. Anyways, I went back to the junkyard and they had two Sentra's, the year and model that I had. And luckily I went back there and I found them. I found two tires. They had nothing else in them. They even took the airbags out of this thing. And the hardest part was, is it wasn't easy because they weren't just sitting on the ground. Like normal. Like they had rims and they propped them all up. So we had to take, me and my stepdad had to take two jacks and we had to like shove one in there in the rim while the other person jumped up onto the jack to unscrew the lug nuts Mm -hmm. so that we could finally get the rims off. But long story short, I got them on my new car, and it was less than $75 for the whole thing, and now my car drives great. What about you, dude? Not not
0: a whole lot's new. Got back into working out, ran a couple 5Ks this week, Uh, did some jump roping, did basic working out, just getting back into it. Don't want to be fat and ugly anymore. I don't oh. know about
1: the ugly part, dude. You looking good,
0: dude. You guys are too kind. I'm a solid six at best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey man, knowing your value is important.
0: Yeah, and I know it, and that's why when you guys gas me up, I think you fucking dirty bitches. What are you trying to do out here? What are you trying to make me into, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, but other than that, have you been working out?
1: Yeah, I've been I've been kind of slacking off the last couple of days. I've just been more into the whole running scene. I don't. I know. I want to get like a home workout type of thing going because mm-hmm. I'm really not into like going in and like you know bench pressing and everything in front of people. It's just it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Especially with the whole COVID thing going around, maybe sharing free weights isn't the best type of thing. So sure. I've just been more treadmill running a mile and a half to about two miles a day, trying to feel good. Pussy. are you? That's. The-
0: Um. <laughs> yeah, so let's get a um, let's get started on the uh, AFC North. We got uh the uh, Cincinnati Bengals with a win total of five and a half. Who are taken taking over on under?
1: I'm taking the under. I don't think there's any way they get to five wins. I just don't think. What, what do you
0: think? Uh, what do you think their season shakes that as?
1: I think they're going to go thirteen and three. Just kidding. That's three it. and
0: thirteen. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Hey, had numbers backwards. That's okay. Some of us get word dyslexia too.
1: Yeah, anyways, um, I just don't think they're going to do well. I think they did draft the quarterback of the future in Cincinnati. Who knows if he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Who knows if he's just going to be another Andy Dalton where mediocrity is his life. But I think they now have their guy, but I think it's going to be almost a reset season. I mean, they have A.J. Green, but is A.J. Green going to be who he was? I mean, he didn't even play all last year, and... They even ta- They were talking about even trading him still. Has he had any seasons where he's played all 16 games? I'm not sure. I'd have to look something up. But I don't think so. Yeah, he's never been durable. I think what will end up happening is he will probably trade him away to some contender, maybe for a second rounder or another pick or something. And don't you say it. I won't. Don't say it. Okay. I think he should get traded to the Bucks. Um <laughs> Don't you say it, bro. That's, that wouldn't even be fair. They're
0: unstoppable as it is. I think it would be fun. I like I like juggernauts. I like it when they're too powerful. I like Golden State with Kevin Durant. Dude, I I want more power. I, I Give them it. to Kansas City. I don't care. More speed. Give them to Kansas City. I'm fine with
1: that as long as it's not in my division. That's okay.
0: I'd agree. I think they're going to go under. Uh, I, th- I can't see them winning six games because that's the number they have to hit to go over. I mean... Six games, I mean, what does their schedule look like? Do you have it in front of you? Not at the moment. Yeah, let's see, I'll pull it up real quick. But I I struggle to see them winning six games.
1: Well, Just, even that
0: division alone is pretty good. Well, I think they're going to take six L's in division because the Bengals have a pretty good... The Bengals O-line, it's not something I've heard being their calling card in the past five years. Uh their weapons aren't good. Their defense isn't very good. They—I uh, can't really name anybody on their team outside of Joe Burrow now. Uh, they have Joe Mixon. They got that running back. Yeah, the one—the controversy from Oklahoma a couple years ago. Uh, That's what I'm saying. But I but mean, you're looking at San Diego, who's looking to take a step forward this year potentially. Uh, their defensive line's ridiculous. Cleveland's defensive line's ridiculous. Philly's defense, and they're a well-coached team. Uh, we don't know what Zach Taylor is yet as a coach. Jacksonville could be a win. Baltimore, you're probably losing to Baltimore both times. Like I said, they're going to own sixth in division. Indianapolis is a solid team, with Jacoby Brissett actually being a starter all year and getting preseason reps like he didn't get last year because Andrew Luck decided to play hide-and-go-seek with his career. His Did you say
1: Jacoby Brissett?
0: Yeah, he's they, their starter now. Oh, they have Phillip Rivers. My bad. Yeah, they have Philip Rivers. What are he's you talking about? All, that's even worse for the Bengals, though. So... Cleveland, again, good O-line. Tennessee, they've been... They can run the ball. They can keep it away. They can control the entire game with their offense. Pittsburgh's defense was phenomenal in the last half of last year since Minka Fitzpatrick ended up with them. Washington just drafted Chase Young. I see a lot of really good defensive lines they're going against. and then So I just struggle to see Joe Burrow do well. I don't know what they're going to do to win those games.
1: That's my thing is... A lot of those teams they're playing against, like you said, have good defensive linemen. Well, it, you have Joe Mixon, which he's arguably probably the best player on the team. is Besides A.J. Green, of course. But if you can't stay on the field, what's the purpose of being the best player on the team? Availability is the best ability. Exactly. So you're going to be shutting down the run a lot of the time. Burrow's going to be running for his life, and if AJ, if they even trade away A.J. Green... Who does he have to throw to? I can't even name anyone else on that wide receiver roster right now. Yeah, it's it's not a good roster.
0: It's uh, I don't think there's a lot they can do to be better than to be a six man team. I mean, I think they're losing six games easy in division. Like I've already stated, uh, they're out of conf- they out of division games aren't terribly easy. So I see them struggling. I see them going under the the uh, five and a half win total pretty easily. And coming in last in division, honestly, I I think the same as well. I don't I don't think honestly that much is that different because I didn't see a whole lot of promise out of him
1: last year. Mm -hmm. I saw Lamar Jackson run through the defense twice. Yeah, it just it was they were going to get the number one pick last year. It was between them and the Dolphins the whole time, and the Dolphins can play defense, so they got a couple (laughs) wins out of there. The Dolphins put they trended up. I'd say almost a pretty straight line-up
0: rocket ship from what they started this season because we thought, I mean, the way Baltimore went down there and hung, I think it was 58 on them, was terrifying.
1: Yeah, that was – and everyone's saying it was a fluke. It was just the Dolphins. And then ten weeks later, here we are, and he's yeah. still doing the same thing. And that being Lamar. and but, but even then, the defense even
0: got better, which made Lamar look even better. So I think the Bengals – I mean, I don't see – I don't see anything but rainy days ahead for them. It's going to be a long road back to even going to the playoffs. Yeah. Turns out Marvin Lewis taking them to the playoffs every year was a huge accomplishment.
1: Oh, yeah. That dude was <laughs> an animal. Especially Andy Dalton. Like, I liked Andy Dalton. I think he needs more credit for a lot that he had to deal with. Because I haven't heard that front office in the Bengals is not the best thing in the world and that it's really dysfunctional. Have they ever signed a big-time free agent?
0: No, not really. Not, not in the 15 years I've been following football.
1: Yeah, that's my thing is like they're just okay with me. T.O. once. Yeah.
0: So I think Chad Ojasinko had more to do with that than the Bengals office did. Oh, um. yeah. So then going up the list, we go to the Browns at yep. eight and a half wins, In
1: right? Yes. Um, what do you think of that? I actually have them under, but I think they're actually going to go 8-8. Eight and eight, So it's pretty close. Okay. Um, I just think with the Ravens and Steelers and all the other teams they play in the division, I think the Browns have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, period. I just don't think they keep hiring the right coach for the job. I feel like Mike McCarthy, when they were interviewing him, if they would have hired him, I would be so high on the Browns right now because they've always had talent. How many wins do you bump them up if they do that? I would probably have him maybe going second in the division but what, 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 I would what? probably three maybe four more wins with that talent so you potentially with Mike McCarthy potentially 12 win team oh easy I honestly think he, he was a good coach
0: you yes that's that's a lot of wins though that's a that's a big number of wins that's the only reason I'm because I, I got him going I think they'll probably go over I think they'll probably be nine and seven
1: to eleven and five so you think they're going to do that even without a proven? I coach? think I think Stefanski's good. I get it. I just think with a team this talented and with this many talented players, I think you should have gone for a head coach that's a veteran that's been in the big game that's even won the big game because a lot of these players on rookie contracts, they're already talking about extending Miles Garrett out to a big contract. A lot of these younger players are going to start eating up more and more of this cap space, and you're not going to be able to hold on to all of them. I agree. I agree 100%. I think
0: I don't know if their window's open, but if they have a window, it's open now. Um, So I think I got two things that are different than last season. I think the expectations are way, way lower this year, and Freddie Kitchens isn't there. Freddie Kitchens is, he wasn't a, he had never had a starting head coaching job in his life before last year, which is crazy to think. The first time you get a head coaching opportunity is in the NFL. No, yeah. So, and then I think the expectations crushed Baker. I think they were way too publicized. They were way too public, too loud, too noisy of an organization. Uh, this year, I think they can be. They, I think they have the p- potential to sneak up on teams. I think their defense is going to be better. I think Stefanski is a better coach. I mean. We saw the Browns thoroughly outcoached in almost every game this year. This past year. So I think Stefanski, I don't think he can be worse. And I think with less expectations, I think it's worth a couple more wins at least.
1: I agree with that. I'm not saying the the new coach is going to be bad by any means. I think he's easily an upgrade. Yeah. It's just hard. It just doesn't make sense that the Browns, have gone through head coaches like crazy with that coaching carousel there. And they have a very talented team. Everyone, any football fan will tell you that. They're very talented team, and yet you make the mistake of hiring a first-year head coach again. I'm not saying this guy is not talented, but I'd really like for them to go for that experienced person, that experienced head coach. Even like a Ron Rivera, I'm surprised they didn't want to go after someone like that. He's been to the big game. He may have not won it, but he can easily take a team there.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I understand. I I think, I mean, first co- first year head coaches have a lot of potential. All a lot of the time, like, all of them have to start out first year. Once, uh, once upon a time, they all have to be first year head coaches. So I think I think Stefanski's good. I, all I've heard is good things about Stefanski. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to put them around ten and six,
1: eleven and five, which I'm going to take the over. I would I'd still take the under at eight and eight. I think. I could see them going over, but until I can see them put it together, I'm not going to put any more than eight wins with them.
0: That's fair, especially after last year's expectations where a lot of kooks in the media had them at a Super Bowl team with their weapons and stuff like that, and that
1: was asinine. And that's the thing, is this team is talented enough to go to the Super Bowl. I full-heartedly believe it. I was one of the people last year (sighs) that was on the hype train, but... Kitchens was just not the guy to take you there. But I think, anyways, I think you're having some Freddie Kitchens trauma. Maybe. But anyways, <laughs> let's move on to the Steelers. Um, looks like they have them at nine and a half. What do you think? What do you have them at? They went uh, seven and nine last year, right? Or eight and eight? They went eight and eight last year. They went
0: eight and eight. They, I think they were the if the if the playoff seeding was were to work the same way it's going to in the future, they would have been the seventh playoff team. Without Big Ben and an offense that couldn't throw the ball down the field. Uh, bottom five, definitely, in a passing attack. Uh, man, I, I think Big Ben is definitely not a downgrade. I don't know if he'll be there at the end of the season, but I can see them going 10-6 and six too. 10-6. I could even see them going 12-4. and four. I think that defense is, after years the Patriots have beaten up on a defense that was underschemed and in, in playoff games and a lot of teams uh beaten up on their defense when they had the killer bees, Antonio Brown, Big Ben, and Le'Veon Bell. I think since then their defense has been ridiculous. I think it's been very good as well. And especially since getting Minka Fitzpatrick, I think their their defense is dangerous, which I think lowers the threshold for how good their offense has to be. Now their offense is definitely in question because after losing bell brown and ben we saw last year that they couldn't do much so we'll see how much of the killer bees was ben and how much was the weapons around him
1: yeah i agree with that um i do have them going under but i feel like it's kind of the same situation as the browns i am going nine and seven so just barely under i just i have a hard time with big ben coming back i i love big ben you look at his stats he's gotten better every year every year but this is realistically the first time he's miss like a full season pretty much and to try and come back I think he's 38 turning 39 that's a it's gonna be tough to come back from something like that and I mean you even look at the stats Juju Smith-Schuster the guy they thought was going to be the new AB that was going to be the new guy last year he had less than 600 yards receiving and he did he did miss four games that's for sure but
0: still that's yeah, still not, not a lot not enough yeah yeah I think I think Big Ben coming back is going to have an effect on their passing numbers obviously. I mean, he's one of the one of, he's definitely one of the best generation best quarterbacks of the 2000s. I would agree I'd with say that. top 10. Um he's I think he can make a big difference. Uh they picked up a wide receiver I'm pretty sure in the draft, didn't they? I can't be sure. We're underprepared. Underprepared. It's okay. We we we'll be fine. Um so I think, I think their their offense. Is, I mean, it can't be worse. They were losing. I mean, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph were not the answer, obviously. So I mean, Mason Rudolph threw for what seventeen hundred yards?
1: Threw for seventeen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, and nine interceptions. How so- many games? Um, I think it was fourteen of them, because once Big Ben went down, they pretty much just split them with him the- and Duck Hodges. Yeah. Yeah. Hodges? Hodges. Stuck. That's whose numbers you're asking for? No,
0: I, I was just curious on how many, how, how much he actually played because, I mean, if he had seventeen hundred yards passing, and that's what they had finished in the season, that's, well, that's not what Mason yards Rudolph game. had. Yeah, so like, so we're
1: talking best case scenario, they threw for three thousand yards, which isn't a lot. No, yeah, it was not a lot. Um, I think that was a tough part. I think Big Ben coming back, if he can stay healthy, that'll be a big key to this. Yeah. Because so. as long as you're having the same person under center, it's going to be a big help. But they kept switching quarterbacks pretty much left and right all year last year after Big Ben went down after that, like, five-game stretch. They kept switching them in and out, in and out with those two quarterbacks. Well, neither of them were good. No, I understand but that. But I think have... if it's Patrick was their best point scorer last year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you, you even look at James Conner with that team. He only had 464 rushing yards. Four touchdowns in ten games. The offense was
0: snake bitten, no doubt. Mm-hmm. The offense is definitely snake bitten um, with injuries. I think I think they're going to be better. I I can't see them finishing under ten wins with that defense because we've essentially found out last year with no d- offense they're worth eight wins. Yeah. So I I struggle to think Big Ben is worth less than two games. Especially in the first half of the season where he'll be presumably healthy and fresh coming off this injury
1: i agree with that i just feel like there are going to be a lot of um close games and everything like that with that good defense you're going to get these close games losing by less than three and it's just tough because does big ben still have it to where he can make these clutch throws clutch plays and you know to be honest my bigger question mark is not big ben it's more juju i mean i feel like he really benefited from having A.B. playing that opposite side, getting double-covered and Juju being open all the time on that single coverage, but he was double-covered this whole time and he was a big focus point on that offense and he did not perform like he was supposed to. He also didn't have Big Ben thrown to him. I get that, but everyone hyped him up to be the next biggest wide receiver and let's be fair, let's look at Hopkins, he did it with so many different quarterbacks. Yeah.
0: Okay, but no one was saying that Juju is the best, uh, is the top five receiver in the league. At least that's not what I was hearing. And if we look at somebody who was a top five rec- uh, wide receiver in the league, and Antonio Brown, when Big Ben got hurt then, and Mike Vick came out, Antonio Brown threw big fits about not getting the targets from Mike Vick. Do you remember those conversations? Mm-hmm. So, and his numbers dwindled then too. So I think Big Ben is not only a uh, he's a gen- he's a all time talent. I do believe. I don't know about his work ethic, and that's you can see that. Because um, he just gets bigger and bigger. Um, it's okay when you're the Big Ben. But he's freakishly talented, So, but I think that also makes his thought process at the line of scrimmage, and to just throw it up in the fuck it factor, is different for Ben. He'll trust his receivers, but if you're Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges trying to win a starting job or trying to look like the quarterback of the future, you don't and you don't have Big Ben's arm, you're not going to give Antonio Brown or Juju Smith-Schuster the opportunities to go up and essentially be just a better wide receiver than they are a DB. So I will learn about the Steelers. I, but if if they are like you're saying, they could be the Patriots from last year with no weapons in offense and a, st- and a stellar defense that eventually gets just thrashed.
1: No, I agree with that, but the thing that I'm going back to Juju about is He was third on receiving yards for his team. James Washington got over 700 yards receiving three touchdowns. He got 16, almost 17 yards per reception. So he was that deeper option. And the second guy, Johnson, got 680 yards with five touchdowns. So that's what I'm saying is, yes, he was double covered a lot of the time to allow these other players to be opened up, but... He's still not performing like he should be. So I'm not saying he can't be a decent starter, but it will he be that number one superstar like AB was? It's a solid question. He just the stats are not proving it. and I get it. everyone can have a down year. Down year people can say that about Odell, but at the same time, Odell we haven't seen a lot from him since he's been on the Giants. Honestly, since his rookie year. Yeah. And maybe the year after, but
0: so going up from that, so we. Could, it's
1: the Ravens, correct? Yep. They the have 11 and a half wins. What do you think about that? I am over it. I just think pretty much their whole team is coming back. They did have um, Yonda retire, their guard that they had. That's going to be a big blow. Um, they did lose um, their nose tackle from my, um, last year, Michael Pierce, I believe. He did leave. They did get... Um, Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell, that's what I was trying to say. Thank you. They did get him, so I think that would be better. I think Campbell is a little older, but I think he has—he's going to bring in and bring more even disruption. He's a veteran piece for a team that's thinking Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that was the perfect person to add at that piece. I have trouble seeing anybody beat them, especially
0: if Lamar somehow takes a step forward. Man, oh man, are they going to be tough to beat, man? Because last year he—they already looked—they looked ridiculous. I mean, they averaged two hundred
1: yards a game rushing. Oh, yeah. Like, that's my thing is Lamar and Mark Ingram together, they both had over a 1,000-yard rushing. Don't forget about J.K. Dobbins being added to the mix
0: in the backfield. No, I get it. J.K. Dobbins, he he was trying to break a lot of Zeke's records. I think he might have even broke Zeke's records at Ohio State. And if they add that monster to the backfield, I mean, if we're thinking about a Zeke-level player being added to the Ravens in the backfield, I mean, I don't... I'm not saying that J.K.'s as good as Zeke. Zeke. was Zeke's a freak. But if he's... I think J.K.'s at least three-quarters of the player Zeke is. Um, they got Hollywood still. Yeah. Uh, they added another tight end.
1: Uh, there's rumors about them somehow getting Jamal Adams. If they get Jamal Adams, that would be... Because could you imagine Earl Thomas, Jamal Adams back there? Because Jamal Adams would just basically fit into that um, Cam Chancellor type of role, and Earl Thomas wouldn't even have to play closer anymore, even more as he does. I mean, their
0: secondary is loaded. Their linebackers are the only spot where they're kind of weak, and they're talented there
1: too. But at the same time, when you're so far ahead a lot of these games, you're going to have to throw this ball more and more, and their secondary is going to be built for that, especially if they get Jamal Adams. They're the most terrifying team on paper in the I think what's going to end up happening with this team next year is I think they're still going to be very run-focused, but I think they're going to take the pressure off of Lamar, the more designed run plays and everything. Like that. I'm not saying they're not going to happen, but getting that running back from Ohio State, it's going to allow him to take pressure off of Lamar and focus even more on passing. So I feel like that's a step that he could take forward in the passing game is more yards, I mean, 36 touchdowns. That's pretty good for any passing quarterback. But I think maybe the yards could go up the percentage even a little bit more, but I think he'll take that extra step in passing, but he will lose a little bit of that running
0: as long as Greg Roman's still there and they are built like this, man, I have trouble picking against him to, to lose a game i could I mean, if you told me this team went undefeated throughout the regular season going into next year's playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised I can agree with that so I take the over at eleven and a half. It is a giant number. Um, and we do get the Madden curse because he's on the cover of Madden, and it's all that to think about. But even then, I think the only way they don't get to the
1: playoffs is if Lamar gets hurt. I agree with that. But the thing, going back to the Madden curse, is Patrick Mahomes was the cover athlete yeah. last year, and he Yeah, it's, it's it. That's just goofy talk to talk
0: about. But it's um, But, I mean, Lamar Jackson, the other thing I think it could hurt is taking the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands more hurts that offense more than anything because I think – the biggest part of their offense being dangerous is just hit the ball in his hands. He's the most electrifying player I've seen in my lifetime, with the ball in
1: his hands. I agree with that. The only, the hard part is, is if they want to keep this going, I think they have to understand that Lamar's career will not be as long as if they keep doing these design run plays and everything like that. So I think if they do kind of switch over, not to more traditional but having it where you have more of a two-running-back type set and they're taking the majority of it. I'm not saying you still don't run read options, but maybe oh, yeah. just have them take more of the running load. One issue I do see is their receiving yards. Mark Andrews was a leading wide receiver, which he was a tight end, but leading receiver. He had 852 yards, 10 touchdowns, which is great, but the hardest thing is the next closest wide receiver in yards was... Hollywood Brown with 584. They have seven touchdowns, but I feel like it's going to be harder. I They need to get that passing game going even a little bit more because having your tight end being your leading wide receiver, it I get it. They had a lot of good wide receivers last year. They were able to have like three, two tight end sets and run the ball and pass very well, but I think you really need to have these wide receivers open up and spread it out even more to get the passing game going. I Here's I disagree. I think
0: if it's not broke, don't fix it. They were the number one offensive football last year. They averaged two hundred yards rushing a game. That's gonna hurt your. That's, that's gonna hurt your passing numbers. But with being able to do that, that they're basically able to say we're just better than you. And when I talked last week, when we talked about basic wins are the hardest to beat. That's the most basic win- thing to do is just line up, block people, and run. So I don't think if it's not broken, don't fix it. So. I think, man, if they can run for if they can run the ball like they did last year, it doesn't matter what they throw for because they can control the game, along with run up the score, and that's an anomaly that's really never happened in the football before. Because the biggest problem with the Chiefs and what's going on with the Chiefs and how to beat the Chiefs is to control the game. The Ravens can control the game, as long as it doesn't get in front of them. We saw that in the playoff game. Um, is they're not built to come from behind. Um, yeah. But I'll, I think when you watch them lose, it's more that they're not clicking. Than it is the other team's better than they are, which is spooky to watch because when we when you watch against the Titans, they got back and then it, they kind of got out of characters and sorts and they started throwing, they not just throwing but they just weren't firing on all cylinders if that makes sense. They were, it they just didn't look ready to play. They looked like and Lamar even said it in this in the off season that they thought they could just roll through Tennessee, but it's the NFL you can't do that to any team. Every team's formidable.
1: Yeah, that's the tough part is when I, just going back to that playoff with Derrick Henry, they just got behind the ball, and I don't think they could have had enough firepower. And that's what leads me back is I'm not saying I'm worried about them winning with the plan they have. I'm just saying if you look at it with the running back they added, if you can take more pressure off of running the ball for Lamar, the better he can get at passing, the more of a dual threat and better passer he can become, the greater he will be. Because if you can run the ball, yeah, that's a good game plan to start with and do that every time. But if you get a situation like the Titans where they're running the ball better than you and they're controlling the clock, you're going to need to be able to pass. And if you already have these wide receivers that are good and you have these tight ends that can catch, I think it would be even better to have those weapons and just be a one-sided football team.
0: I, I agree. I If they can get Lamar to be a scarier quarterback, uh, pocket quarterback or even just a throwing quarterback i mean, i can't already see too many ways to beat them the only ways i think
1: they lose is if they beat themselves off days on their own yeah i do agree with that but i mean going back to what we were talking about before i do think they will be over i have them going 14 and 2 i can't pick a game that they lose and i mean the two games i haven't losing to they're just like fluke games that like hey division games maybe could happen but a lot of these teams I just look at their whole defense is coming back like we talked about if they do add Jamal Adams that's going to even be scarier
0: I uh I don't I don't think they will add Jamal Adams I don't think Jamal Adams is going anywhere because he's under contract I think they'll let him sit out before they will let him play somewhere else but back to the, to the Ravens uh I don't see them sitting out a game like they did last year cuz last year they sat out 2 weeks mm and I think that that could get, I think I don't think Lamar's going to want to sit. I don't think anyone's going to want to sit. Uh, Harbaugh might catch flack for that because of the style of play they play and injuries if someone gets hurt. But we saw last year they didn't do well with time off. They all essentially had a month off with the bye in the playoffs and then the two weeks off.
1: I agree with that. I think what will end up happening is they will play. Now, granted they probably won't play. They won't play the whole game if it ends up being a blowout yeah. and stuff. But I do I do agree with you there. I think with him resting, it was the wrong decision in that case because they just lost their edge going into it. I think they will play and you're right. There could be some injuries, but at the same time you want your players to be ready for it and still or in that mindset. Feel confident in
0: themselves and I think that's I think they're going to play all 16 games, no doubt, every one of them. Not full games in their entirety. I think you might have games where Lamar is sitting by the third quarter like he did in college, uh, especially against the Bengals and teams that just aren't ready for that smoke. Um, but, man, they are the best for team in football, just looking at them.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you even look at the Ravens, and we talked about the Chiefs last week. Those are going to be some tough quarterbacks to beat and tough teams to beat in the next couple for a while. It's what it is. Is it's the Colts and the Patriots. Yeah. A decade later,
0: it's it's a new it's a new era. It's a new breed. Uh, the torch has been passed. That's what it looks like in the AFC now. It's the
1: col it's the Ravens and the Chiefs. Yeah. And the outside looking in is the Houston, and they're getting worse. I just I still don't like that trade that he made. Like I understand moving on from the big contract to try and get something back. What you got... Bill O'Brien and Texans credit. Yes, of course. Yeah. But what you got back in that trade, I thought was completely ridiculous for what you gave up. You look at all these other wide receivers, they went for at least first-round picks, and you're talking about maybe the best wide receiver in the game, and you didn't even get a first-round pick for him? Some of the craziest hands, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: him and Michael Thomas are the only two up there in hands where it's just... You throw it to them and they get you, they catch it. But So... You got shaken out basically the same way I do. You
1: got the division shaken out. Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. Yeah. I mean, I could see maybe the Steelers and Browns maybe switching places, but I just don't see I think Big Ben does have that experience. And going back to what we were saying earlier, is I do think he's worth these wins. At the same time...
0: How much has he diminished at 38 years old?
1: Yeah, how much has he gone back? Especially missing a full year, which people can say, yeah... He's missed a full year so he can recover and everything like that. But that's not always worked out for some of these veterans.
0: Well, and Big Ben's never been one who's taken prep seriously. So uh, I, I get the fears. Uh, I would take the Bengals over the. Or I would. Bengals to lose, Steel, uh, Ravens to win, and then the Steelers and the Browns are interchangeable in the middle. But I think they both could potentially make the playoffs with the 17 playoff coming up this year.
1: I do agree with that. I think the most interesting teams will be to watch in this division are the Steelers and Browns.
0: At least question mark or most question marks for sure. Uh yeah, so that's that's all for this for today, fellas. Uh thanks for listening and hope you come back again soon. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>